What's up? What up? What a week it's been. What's good? <laughs> you know what? Uh, we're wearing the same clothes. That's what's good. Yeah, basically. We have the same gray t-shirt and the same cargo army. This is weird. Pants, shorts. <laughs> I'll just throw these away because they're, they're a little big on me. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That keto doing you well, man. A lot of pants are a little big on me right now, which is a good problem to have. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay is almost at his goal weight. 175 almost there yeah you're pushing what 180 currently 182 wow nice 182 no 183 Mm. currently 183 you Um, know what i noticed 175 we have these squeaky ass chairs yeah i just realized that right now because we have like the new uh microphone format thing yeah layout which is like out of the way and not you know all up in our faces it's nicer but i feel like i'm too far away from it if i lean back yeah but i might have to do that let just us know if you guys hear, hear us. <laughs> just trust the process, I guess. Right. We sound like we have good levels. It sounds good to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, welcome to episode 18, Terrible Reception Podcast. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Our uh, loyal listeners. <laughs> what is it, like 20 going. to 25 listeners Listen, every every week? It, it's <laughs> growing. It, you know, we I think we start off with like three to seven. Mm-hmm. So we're almost doubling. Yeah, man, that's progress. And it's hard for us to, well, anybody to keep anybody's attention for more than an hour, anything anything more than five minutes, let alone it's hard to an show hour, you, 15 uh, minutes. Hard to show you guys the tears. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's probably why I have this, like, I don't know. I feel like I have a sty because oh. my eyelid is swelling up. Damn. Maybe it's from all the tears I cry at night. That's horrible. Fetal position. <laughs> so horrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, episode 18, Terrible Reception Podcast. <laughs> this feels weird. Like I could see you directly now. I know. Now I have to like make eye contact, which is kind of weird. It might look even better than before. <laughs> this is a test. It's a trial run. Uh-huh. But you guys let us know if you like this or not. If Audio not. and visually. Yeah. I saw um, it. Uh, I was inspired by like Gary V's podcast. I see a couple other guys do it, where it's like they direct it from up rather than from L shape above. Yeah, like a crane. The thing is, like, you could still bring it close and kind of like unscrew these. And... Oh yeah, I can. Okay, that's better. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I could tilt it like that. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, let's get this intro out of the way. Episode 18, Terrible Reception Podcast. I am Jay Suarez of Benetton, of One Eye Photography, of Benetton Apparel, of the Terrible Reception Podcast. Yes. And I am Parlay, and that's with a Y. How else would you spell it? <laughs> P-A-R-L-A-Y, Parlay, of Benetton. And you guys are rocking with the Terrible Reception Podcast yes, here on all the platforms yeah man speaking of platforms follow us on youtube subscribe as the the kitties call it uh subscribe on youtube uh make sure you leave a comment leave a rating leave a like one of those little weird thumbs up things um and make sure you turn on the bell notification because you'll get a notification on your phone or whatever device you watch us on uh when we post a video if you can go out of your way and leave a (laughs) comment comments will make us rise absolutely 
uh what else spotify we are back on spotify like i mentioned last episode uh make sure you follow us if you had followed us before make sure you refollow it's very important that you refollow because we uh switched distributors a couple weeks ago so um if you followed us before you may not see us so um search us you can actually search us by benetton now which is dope um terrible reception podcast turn on the little bell too uh that way you get a little notification Ding it up. um and apple podcast as well uh, make sure you leave a rating make sure you leave a review let these people know that we're actually a little interesting <laughs> just a little bit so uh just a little bit so more people can follow us um the more ratings the more reviews the better we look and uh it'll the, push us further up in the charts the more we'll talk shit yeah We'll give so. you anything you guys want. Stories. Yeah, man. Reviews. Mm-hmm. Stories, reviews, talk shit about anything that's going on in the world. Uh, that's it. What else? Um, that's pretty much it. That's How was your week? It was long. <laughs> it was long as hell. Um, I don't know. It felt like forever this week. Yeah. It was like fast, but not a good fast. No. Um, I had a couple rough patches throughout the week, hmm. uh, mainly today. I was venting earlier. Talk to um, him. And I was venting a couple days ago about just family life and how difficult family makes things. Um, Is it also a situation you like can't live with them, can't live without them? Uh, no. <laughs> I definitely... <laughs> self-sufficient enough to live without them at the moment um it's just the the underappreciation of other people Mm. of what i bring to the table underappreciation i feel is definitely leading to people i think i wrote about this last week i said people don't have high expectations anymore and i think that's ruining the value quality of you know human human values because mm-hmm. it's like the less you have expectations the more you let bullshit come in mm. that's the way i see it so when everybody's like oh don't have high expectations i'm like all right well you got bit in the ass and you gave up like you have no more defense like nobody fights for the right shit anymore that's how i mm-hmm. feel i think it's the complete opposite yeah i think people have high expect way too high expectations so when they don't reach those expectations even if it's like by one notch they're disappointed and fall into a deep depression and jump off bridges and shit yeah i mean there's there, there should be a healthy medium but i'm saying mm-hmm. you know realistic expectations yeah. is what uh i try to preach true true yeah. i just felt like you know there should be a good balance of both things like i i felt like we came um from an era where we had multiple outlets we had things to choose from. Now we're in an era of where I just feel like it's like monotonous, one-sided, and it's just like the same things that get the same recognition. Is it just me or does the angry train sound extra angry at night Yeah, <laughs> when everybody's trying to sleep? It goes extra hard. Like, I don't know. It, it's kind of like second, mm-hmm. second nature to me now where it's like, okay, it's there. You don't even hear it anymore, yeah? Mm-hmm. I won't even say I don't hear it, but like if I am asleep, it's like I guess it's reached a... Uh, I have no expectations <laughs> when it comes to the angry train. I think you have the expectation of the angry train. So yes. when it passes by, you're just like, oh, there he is. But I have no expectation <laughs> of it be quiet, being quiet anymore. Oh, so I accept <laughs> the, the, the whatever like loud pitch level it is. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was venting earlier about how like my day just kicked off mm. on a negative note, and it was just like downhill from there. What's worse, like starting off on a bad note, ending on a good one, or starting on a good one, ending on a bad one? The first one. First one, right? I think so. Yeah, because you have you have room to turn it around rather than because yeah. i'd rather start here and then end up here than start up here and then down there true you know what i mean that's very true um but uh yeah i i started early started really early today well not too early but um the problem started very early today hmm. um where people don't respect people's things and it completely throws off my whole day because like i mentioned earlier it was just like i have a rigorous schedule is that the word yeah rigorous yeah. so i have a rigorous schedule in which it depends on being at a certain place at a certain time in order for the rest of my day to fall into place mm. so if one of them falls out of place especially earlier in the day mm. it messes up the rest of my day so i could, I could definitely see that so it's like the, it's it's like you you mess up <laughs> the chain of i don't know events. the uh yeah, chain of events. It's kind of like a conveyor belt in a factory. It's like everybody has their job. That one person yeah. is sick. Forget exactly about what it. it is. Or if there's like a glitch in the system, it's like you have a row of like, I don't know, rubber ducks or something That's on a it. conveyor belt. And one of them like falls off to the side a little bit and then they all start piling on. <laughs> That's how right it after is. It. That's how it is. So it's basically what happened to me today. I've had and it too. Like, and then like mm-hmm. a lot of people, I think we also were discussing this, that you guys ever have a situation out there where it's like, you ask one person what happened to this or what happened like i don't know whether you have roommates whether you live with family mm-hmm. anything whether you have a girlfriend or boyfriend and that person doesn't respect your i guess people you're free to share whatever you want right mm-hmm. but you have those personal items that you count on right you're not especially for us because we're on a particular strict yeah, like, diet it's it's know? not like you're dipping into your girlfriend's like nail remover and she's like where the fuck is my nail remover you know what i'm oh, saying shit, i drank it the other day my bad you know what i'm <laughs> saying but it's like when i when it comes to my situation over here right mm-hmm. i got into keto people start like people bash you with keto in the beginning mm-hmm. like they still do how 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 could you do that you're gonna die this this that or the third die of a heart attack and then the next thing you know they want a little insight on it. So you give them some insight. You mm-hmm. tell them what products you're using. You tell them why they work, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I get cold brew every week, right? If you guys don't know what cold brew is, it's basically coffee mm-hmm. that's never... The coffee beans from where they come from, sure, they're already roasted. But during that process, they don't get roasted anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're just they're seeping these coffee beans and literally the water is making its own coffee concentrate so i enjoy this and seems Seems to be catching on too because everybody sells cold brew now yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so it's like it's one of those situations now like i have a certain amount of cold brew i make these morning shakes i have my cold brew Mm -hmm. and it's like it's kind of like when you were a kid and you left cookies out for santa and you see them all gone in the morning. It's not that, okay? It's not that feeling of, oh, my God, Santa ate my cookies. Not it's not. who the fuck sipped out of my jug, okay? so It's more of a you anticipate your leftovers all day. And you come, exactly. you look into the freezer or refrigerator, and exactly. it's gone. Exactly. So it, my thing is, and I think you were on the same page, is where I mm-hmm. said, I have no problem people asking. You could take half the jug. Mm-hmm. At least just ask me. 
when somebody takes it or tell me yeah you don't even have to ask just, just tell me tell yo them. i'm taking some exactly so but my situation is i ask yo does anybody know where my my cold brew is going i think somebody sipped it because i ha- i actually ke- i started keeping <laughs> i started keeping documentary of oh the line level is at the word coffee today right I just picture you whipping out a ruler like that's it and Grrr. i was like ding and then i was like oh man somebody definitely drank out of it so you go into the family text or you know you asking people you're like yo who's been drinking it and then one person's point the finger to the other person the other person point the finger and then nobody's telling you the truth Mm -hmm. so for me i'm like okay that doesn't matter anymore who's buying me one and -hmm. then nobody want to replace it of course not no no in my case it was fruits (laughs) fucking fruits and mind you everything on keto it's not like it's really cheap you're buying organic You're buying top quality stuff uh-huh. because it's already organic by default. Yeah. So, you know, if anybody that's out there, if you, if you go through that, you know, respond, comment, tell us your story mm-hmm. of how you get into these situations <laughs> where it's like. How you get disrespected. Which elves are taking your socks? <laughs> which, <laughs> which trolls which are lions, your socks? Which lions <laughs> making it back to Narnia with some of your shit? You know what I'm saying? No, for real. But. Yeah. So that's pretty much my day. Um, so it was really, really annoying. And then it just started off with like work and stuff. And then, well, it started off with that. And then it continued with work. And just like how my day dragged all day today. When and your days drag, it's not only, I don't know. Is there, they're dragging either because they're ultimately slow or you're just so miserable where you're at that you're counting every second until you're gone yeah i think that's what it is yeah it's mostly that but anyway let's let that misery go let that misery go (laughs) quote by jay suarez yeah man so you have any topics you want to discuss today yeah i mean um i have a couple Mm, look at you having a couple topics to discuss um it's kind of like i don't know if we're going back onto conspiracies or not but um i had a discussion with ariel um ariel's a good friend of ours uh she's a dope model just a dope personality all around i call her the porcelain brazilian she has very fair skin for a brazilian girl but she's really really cool and we were talking about two things one i don't know if you have this situation happen to you you might be talking to a friend. You might be talking to your girlfriend in the car. And then Siri wants to jump in. No, oh, she does that all the time. Right? Well, and then, but then when you need her, you're like, hey, Siri, she's nowhere to be found. Well, this is the thing. I hate that shit. The thing is. Look at her. We were talking about Big Brother. We're talking about Big Brother. See? Fucked up, right? Leave us alone. That. That I feel like. It might be maybe Google listening in. Government listening in. We were having a big conversation on that. Also, we were talking about 5G and how it's going to make a big, big change globally for a lot of people. So a lot of people on their networks are on 4G. But if people haven't noticed, they're building even larger towers, um, you know, a whole spew of them. So and I think you were discussing a couple people that there were uh, kind of like older ladies that were mm-hmm. seen like they were crazy. Mm-hmm. And then they took them it's on a Netflix series. This yeah. lady acted super crazy and anxiety driven. And then she moves to like some place with no cell towers. And all of a sudden she's fine. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. This is a situation where people are feeling like 5G is going to come. Mm-hmm. And where 
sure convenience always comes at a price so we might have faster transfer speeds a lot of situations will come out of 5g but we're also talking about more radiation we're talking about you know if you guys believe in the conspiracies maybe more mind control and stuff like that or not even mind control it's just how we work as a society so you never know what frequencies are out there and stuff like that so i don't know what's your take on it are you are you there are you not there with me or us on what we were discussing i'm not saying that which, we're even there which part either or the like mind control is there part? anything that uh i don't think the mind control part but um i could definitely see that have an effect on humans yeah right mm-hmm because if there's like radio waves flying all over the place, that can't be good. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that we get like a substantial amount? I mean, I know I'm on my phone most of the day. Mm -hmm. I'm doing research. I'm checking emails. I'm always on my phone. Always on my phone, right? It's mm -hmm. kind of it's like it's beyond addictive at this point. It's like literally a piece of my body. Yeah. So like, do you feel like, you know, we get a lot of radi radiation? Like, do you feel like damn in the future i might not feel it now but like doctors gonna be like yo you got a tumor or something um probably um i'm more of the uh physical thing like for example um i was watching youtube videos when i had like my back problem a few uh, months ago yeah, yeah. and one of the uh, videos i watched was like how humans postures are changing because of the way they're always like slumped over looking yeah, into yeah. their phones so they always say that it's very important that you take that break and make sure you work on your back muscles because after a while these muscles in your back get a little weak and that's why you can't hold your posture i feel well. like i look like a cobra snake from the side but not in a good way <laughs> it's, you look kind of like uh well not you in general but when you're looking into your phone it's kind of like inspector gadget when his neck goes out oh like my that. god that's so true <laughs> so it's like you're in your phone like this, that's a great visual and you don't even notice it and then you know after years and years and years and years of doing that then obviously your bodies i feel like in the future mm. our bodies are going to evolve into something like that it's weird like now that you speak of like cartoons that like symbolize people's postures and stuff it's weird like i was discussing uh with my mom today i was like yo my stepdad right his feet are very hobbit-like and they also very at the same stone, stone ages <laughs> yeah right so i was like you know what it'd be funny like every time i see him and like like imagine the car had no bottom and he like got in the car like bonnie <laughs> barney rubble and it's like doo -doo -doo -doo, you know and he just took off every morning like they that. take a bunch of steps first before yeah, yeah, he yeah. takes off doo -doo -doo -doo. i just imagine like if he turned into a character it would be like something like that yeah i could see that you know what i'm saying just give him like a toga <laughs> Like a furry toga. A furry toga. He's That's like, it. He's like, Holly, I'll go to see you later. <laughs> <laughs> and then like more people get in the car, the faster it can go. Oh, man. I think, well, yeah, because people will help you push too. Exactly. Uh, how do we get there? I don't know. It's just mad ran all to throw that in there. Oh, we're talking about people's postures and using phones and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So I, I, I could see that. I don't know about the mind control part, but I wouldn't put it past it. That's another thing I watch that a lot of black mirrors. So <laughs> I feel like a lot of things just I always ask this question. I ask this question to females and I ask this question to males all the time. And I said, have we always been like I feel like bodies for both guys and females, like when you see like these quote unquote perfect bodies or like thick girls or slim thick or guys that are like, you know, like jacked, like has it always been like this 
like did you have those i mean you see some of those things in sculptures right from like roman days and stuff or like you know like it could be uh like statues from certain countries mm -hmm. so in a sense i feel like it's kind of like that but i feel like i guess sex is always sell being is always being sold mm -hmm. but i feel like do you think it's sex that's being sold or they're using sex to sell? I don't know. It's it's not even to sell. It's like when I like we all have a posture and a movement like I've been taking notice, like either how simple or how ridiculous things are like people will take a picture of themselves like this mm -hmm. in like a mirror. And like that's a pose to attract somebody else now. Mm. Like every girl like knows how to twist like, you know, the pants and this and that and like. Mm -hmm. Everything is very sexually driven. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, has it always been like this? Mm. I think before I answer that, I think when you mentioned the whole pose thing, I think it's two things. It's mm -hmm. either what you just said, yeah. where they're posing to attract others, mm -hmm. or they're posing to satisfy their internal... What's the word I'm looking for? Internal... Uh, I don't know what I'm looking for, but their satisfaction, basically. Because it, ha it has a big, big impact on our culture, our mm -hmm. lives. Like, this whole, like, thirst trapping movement, mm -hmm. which I, like, I noticed today, like, it's a summer day today. Like, literally every female and every male, like, even guys were, like, shirtless and they were, like, flexing with their abs. And, like, girls were turning around, showing their butts and their bikinis or, like, their cleavage and stuff. And I was mm -hmm. just like, wow thirst trapping is at an all-time high mm -hmm. and i was just like this is a new way of communication this is a new way of like a lot of things so i feel like it molds our culture and then it's like we also live in a society where it's like sure we're very prone to being attracted to sexuality and all this other stuff mm -hmm. then i feel like it has an impact on our on our um self-conscious whether like you're loyal or not a loyal person like you're seeing mm -hmm. like a lot of people breaking up over social media and this and that mm -hmm. like that's what i'm saying it has mm -hmm. a really big impact yeah mm -hmm. and i guess maybe it, it is something new but mm -hmm. is it has it been like a has it been like an intuition for somebody to always mm -hmm. do that you know how like yeah yeah old guys didn't have phones before they had telephones yeah. and mistresses and this <laughs> and that and same yeah, thing yeah, with yeah. women so i guess the the thirst trapping movement is definitely a new thing uh mainly because of the accessibility of it mm -hmm. because you can it's easy as you just like snapping a photo and throwing it up in like two seconds so just the easiness if that's even a word okay. the easiness the ease of doing it because it's weird like I, you meet a lot of people in public and they're nowhere that nowhere like they express themselves on the internet so yeah. i think it's so interesting and funny that they're willing to expose themselves to a certain level mm -hmm. of that thing making you think they have this comfortability with themselves mm -hmm. when in the opposite some of those people are extra cautious and extra uh, protective mm. of themselves mm. you know it, it's very yeah. i don't think it's everybody though no no i feel like I, I do a pretty good job of like whatever i post is like my thirst trapping you do a good nah, job of thirst not trapping. yet not yet. <laughs> not yet i'm not there yet once i get to 175 that's that's a new ball because game. i mean there's <laughs> there's different things i guess of thirst trapping like you might mm -hmm. be you might be just doing your own thing and somebody thinks that's attractive mm. so you might be giving somebody insider 
Like I feel like what some women think is attractive is like you're a very, very motivational person. I see. Right. So you're motivating people and they might find that attractive. Mm-hmm. So is that like an unintentional thirst trap now? Hmm. Now is a thirst trap a thirst trap if it's unintentional? If everybody recognizes it as such. So in the sense like I think a lot of people like we have some we have some straight followers, gay followers, and a lot of them DM me. Mm-hmm. And they have like little crushes on you or stuff of the you know like i don't think you realize what you're doing because a lot of people like mm-hmm. some some people would be like hey uh jay smile though or he look like the boy next door tell me more blah 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 they'll all say these things right oh yeah and you yeah i'm, I'm giving you insight <laughs> tell me more <laughs> but i'm but i'm saying like maybe you don't know you're unintentionally thirst trapping mm. by uh-huh. having a certain appeal i see because you're um, a, a thirst trap. So then I ask that question again. Do you, is it really a thirst trap Some if you're people doing it unten- unintentionally? You well, know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say that you're doing it unintentionally because mm-hmm. it's like sometimes, I mean, sometimes people know how cool they are. Other times they don't. I think you're somewhat conscious of yourself and you've built yourself to a certain level. So you're, this is another thing that we discussed in the past. Like, so subconscious thirst trapping is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. So it's like, it's like you want, you want to, like perceive yourself a certain way hmm. you want you want to be perceived a certain way so you work on that yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i don't know it, i thought it's a very interesting dynamic that it's simple on one level it's like you take it for what it is but at the same time you're like this really has become a whole different language mm-hmm. everything people do these days i think well most people i can't say all people but um circles around what you do on social media mm-hmm. i think i feel like we literally have um what is that called like when like animals do uh not like a sex call like a mating call mm. like mm-hmm. i feel like women twerk guys come up and grind like if if you notice that like if you saw that pattern amongst mm-hmm. any other animal you'd be like oh okay they're about to they're about just to make babies a, just see a deer in the middle of the woods <laughs> twerking on a phone <laughs> starts working (laughs) that's how i see it though you know what i'm saying oh dear (laughs) but uh yeah i i i can see that i mean i don't know i i I also see how because you could not care about your body right Mm -hmm. you could have said i'm going to stay the way i am the way i was Mm -hmm. four months ago yeah you are cutting away at your own statue sculpture uh-huh. to be the best you yes so if you're doing that for yourself and you know that um to a certain extent it has appeal mm. you know you're like oh now i have pecs now i have a six pack mm. i have a strong back i have like arms and all this like some girl's gonna be like "Ooh, jay jay is a strong back <laughs> they're gonna be like you looking good and then mm-hmm. then you'd be like like would you call that like Mm -hmm. are you just thirst trapping by living life or you're just like i guess proud of your i think it's more proud of the achievements and Mm -hmm. what uh interactions i get from them because i get like a message i told you earlier with Mm -hmm. people saying that i motivate them to start exactly taking care of themselves i never thought that i'd be that guy that's like yo take care of yourself because it's interesting for me and what really changed my mind on what i just discussed with you mm-hmm. is that i saw a woman uh that had passed away she had cancer mm-hmm. 
and she looked very frail, like you could almost see her bones, but she was still proud to take that picture in the mirror mm-hmm. like a selfie. Mm. So maybe from a woman's standpoint, it's not really about the thirst trap, but really mm-hmm. feeling sexy about yourself. Right. And then this goes into a whole nother topic, such yeah, and yeah. such, but that opened my mind too. Mm-hmm. It's like when you see somebody all all well and good doing it, mm-hmm. You're thinking their intentions are different yeah versus maybe it's on that same spectrum mm-hmm. but somebody else is perceiving it differently yeah i think you can kind of tell who is conscious about like you you, you can tell the intention in some of these yeah. photos i don't want to give thirst trap like a negative connotation mm-hmm. i think it's a, just a new way of attracting mm-hmm opposite sex same sex it's just it's just a way of expressing yourself now or just attracting people in general because i feel like like i was saying i feel like people that do certain posts you can see their intention behind it and they know what is selling for them like certain instagram models know what gets the most likes Mm. or what gets the most interactions from their posts so if they're i don't know promoting whatever it is that they do let's say they're part-time actress or something Mm. they'll do like a monologue or something like that with like everything showing or like in a bikini or something you know what's your definition of sex appeal Hmm. because i feel like it falls in the same line what do i find what what is your definition of sex appeal if you had to say this is my definition of sex appeal uh sex appeal is something about a particular person that attracts others okay so yeah. you, all right so uh-huh. if, if you're like sapiosexual and mm-hmm. like somebody's intellect really intrigues you that's their sex appeal where is the state of sex appeal in 2019 going into 2020 um let's see i mean in in general in general i would whole. say as a whole we are very physical okay being where you find Especially in in the in the world of social media, the first thing you see is something visual, so uh, you kind of go off of that. But um, I think you had mentioned the the term sa- sapiosexual before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where I the state you, of where the state of sex appeal is is it something that you're attracted to? Initially, yeah. Okay. Can't say that you're not attracted to anything yeah, yeah, physically. Yeah. You know no, what I'm saying? No, no. It's an um, honest. It's an honest answer. So. And then if you, obviously, if you want to dive deeper, then that goes into like the whole sapiosexual thing. It's like you are attracted by somebody's, what what would they say, aura or whatever? Oh, no, it's like, well, it's it's, it's usually by, yeah, somebody's mind. Right. So um, that term really didn't exist a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I just found out what that meant maybe a year ago. I love when I found out what tryptophobia meant because I was like, oh my God, this explains why. Or like, uh, what's explain to the listeners what tryptophobia is and what you're suffering from. So I have this bad, bad, bad case of tryptophobia, and I never understood why. Right? While you're doing that, I'm gonna look up an image that'll possibly uh, trigger you. No, please, this is not what we need. But so, okay, so tryptophobia. As a kid, I would always look at something. It could be like the inside of a raspberry, like fucks me up. Or like, I don't know if you guys ever saw like these plants that they sell at Whole Foods that look mm-hmm. like. They ha- they're very porous. Anything that's exactly. very porous. Trypophobia. Trypophobia. T-R-Y-P-O-P-F-O-B-I-A. Yeah, trypophobia 
is like i don't know it's just something that i guess what they explain is that you ever seen like cats jump in front of cucumbers because like they have that (laughs) instinct that they think it's like a damn snake Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it's like they say not everybody has it, but like there's certain things in people's DNA. That's so funny. I know two people with it. Yeah, that like told them to stay away from something poisonous or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like anytime I see something that falls into the category of looking very porous or mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it just it makes me incredibly queasy. Okay. So to explain better, because he did a uh, terrible job of explaining uh trypophobia in a nutshell is when you freak out internally over seeing a particular pattern Mm. mostly is like a cluster of circles yeah right or wrong yeah basically right but like it's like how you how you see them right so when like if somebody that's why that what is that called uh bot flies yeah that's why bot flies fuck me up because i imagine like if they're going to human skin Mm-hmm. They're gonna create this tryptophobia thing, and it's just like messed up. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, outside of being scared of heights, tryptophobia, like I have trypophobia. Trypophobia. Okay. It's like so. I'll show the 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 viewers on on uh, YouTube. Yeah, please. A couple of examples, mm-hmm. and if you're up for it, you tell me please, whether this already. freaks you out or not. <laughs> So this is image number one. Does that freak you out? I'm not looking. Look. I'm not looking. For the sake of content, look. (laughs) That's the fucking plan I was talking about. They sell at Whole Foods. Yes. I was trying to send it to Amy because. That'll freak her out too. (sighs) So I don't know if it'll translate in the. Let me see. I'll use my camera. there it is okay so that's uh an example so if if you're not watching on youtube the best way to explain it is uh looking at a honeycomb does that freak you out yeah there's a there's always been a thing like a cluster of circles basically yeah it, it, it was like really it's not even like a cluster of circles it's like i guess it's just oh my god it's it just messes me up. Oh, <laughs> oh. you know what? It's like it's like. It, it Have you ever seen that one image? And I can kind of relate to that because I had that trigger once years ago. Please don't. Um, this is where Jay like, really goes into it. his vault. Like I feel uh, like yes. Jay is no. the. Oh, ye. this uh, fucks me up too. Please don't. Okay, this is an image that like messes me up oh that's why see yeah you messed it up so you went too far to see to if i was the at the edge of the canyon you pushed me over and you just laughed because oh, i felt God. so to explain to anybody that's not uh, watching on youtube um Jesus well i don't Christ. think i'm gonna show it on the camera anyway because it takes a long time but you should be ashamed yeah i need to back out of this it's freaking me out now. please stop so it's basically like a cluster of circles on somebody's hand so it was like a bunch of like blisters see it looks like bad it. yeah it looks so bad initially subconsciously i feel like somebody's intuition their dna is telling them whoa that's like a bad sign if you Mm -hmm. see something like that yeah like if somebody has a black head and it looks like that it's like (laughs) disgusting let me see 
So Wikipedia explains it as an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. It is not officially recognized as a mental disorder, but may fall under the broad category of specific phobia if fear is involved and the fear is excessive and distressing. Mm -mm. People may express only disgust or both fear and disgust to trypophobic imagery. It was messed up. It's just messed up. Yeah. So look at the image. I'm going to post an image in the video (laughs) and see if it triggers anybody. So Uh, uh, head over to the YouTube and check it out. I literally feel nauseous. (laughs) It's like the weirdest thing. Like anybody that has it, it. Like, it's like, ugh. Yeah. So how do we get there? Um, let me see. So just to segue away from that, did we finish the social media? If I'm segue Jesus, are you thing? like, like segue Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> I'm segue Moses. <laughs> I'm segue Moses. I like that. So um, we're good with the sex appeal thing, right? I believe so. Uh, It was just something like... We were having a really good conversation and then everything just messed up. Like the camera stopped recording, the audio stopped recording. So No, I just just wanted to delve into that and I wanted to see where everybody else was um, Mm -hmm. on that topic. I mean, sex appeal, I guess, to wrap things up, it it all depends on the person. Um, And when it comes to like social media influencers, they all know what they're doing, certain things. Wouldn't you want to capitalize on something that, let's say... That comes that easily? Yeah. Let's say your hair, everybody's like, oh, my God, his hair. And it gets you a million likes. You're like every single one of your posts is going to show your hair moving forward. Well, it's funny because I to didn't promote whatever I didn't it is. buy it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? I'm, no, I'm, I'm kidding. That was, that was a joke. But <laughs> are you? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I just take this wig off. I'm like, fucked all you up. Fucked all you up. Take these glasses off. Take out like some eyelashes. Show, I mean, I, I see people all the time like. The comments of certain posts, especially popular pages, are the funniest places to be because you I think see it's how f- bitter and stupid people are. I think it's the funniest one. Like okay. I know somebody's like like straight up married. Mm-hmm. They got a whole damn family. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, oh, damn. <laughs> Insider. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be, <laughs> I know ca- what you're talking about. You'll be catching people. You're just yeah. like, you like know. Fire flames. Fire flames. Be like, that all comes with like. You like put that eggplant emoji away. Yeah, yeah, that's a little much. That's disrespectful at that point. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Because the like, I guess in my relationship, it's like we're we're comfortable with that stuff. But if it's like blatant disrespect, like yo, ma was good, and just imagine eggplant emojis. Like I don't <laughs> throw eggplant emojis at her, so why am I gonna throw it at somebody else? <laughs> I imagine you dress like Mario, but with your pants down, sweating in the basement, throwing eggplant emojis into your phone. You're like, it's a me, <laughs> Then I wake up to an eggplant in the fucking face. But oh my God. anyway, uh, a topic I do want to discuss that I wanted to ask you is inspired by DJ Khaled's album mm. and the collabs that were on there. Right. Okay. There were a bunch of collabs that fell short, I feel and uh some that, that did exceptionally well yeah i would say maybe one i would say for me maybe three mm. four max but definitely three that i could think of off the top of my head that were really really good but uh the question that i want to ask you mm-hmm. is if you had a dream collab album what would it be it doesn't have to be a dream one, but who do you think are two artists that From, you think would be super dope working oh, together? Coming together. Okay. Yeah. Um, it could be a producer and an artist or two artists. 
I guess you that's also it? inspired by like the DJ Balvin. And it's weird King because like dropped. My favorite artist only has so much range, but they again, you know, Sade has so much range, but she has this nostalgia and this appeal that like overtakes everything. So she I, has sex appeal. Yes, she has sex appeal. I mean, mm-hmm. personally for us, I mm-hmm. guess she has tons of sex appeal, mm-hmm. and it's a whole different thing. You know what? So, but I would like to see Sade and Quincy Jones. Hmm. I mean, that's on some like, I guess like really, you know, old school intellectual, mm-hmm. like, let's see what they make. But let, let me update it. Yes. Okay. I was um, say that. Who I would really want to see is Diplo. Hmm. Right? I already like it. Cool. I want to see Diplo and the first person that came to mind that I felt like could have a hype to it. It's almost like Meek Mill. Hmm. Like, I feel like if Diplo and Meek Mill did some joint, like, just because they can do, like, the party anthems, uh. I feel like now where Meek Mill is going with his music, it might be, like... That'd be interesting. Yeah. Like, I feel like it would be really... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting. If Maybe, you think of any more, let me know. We should but call I, that I'll... That's Interesting. Like, that, that would be the album. <laughs> Diplo and Meek Mill present That's, that's interesting. interesting. That is interesting. Boom. So mine right now, because they they just dropped a song recently, uh, DJ Snake and J Balvin. I mm. want to hear a whole album. But to me, like, guys. for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's obvious. I want. Yeah. The, I want. I no, want I'm the. It's not obvious. Like the Blade soundtracks. Mm-hmm. That was the craziest to me because you would have like, uh, what was it? They would have like Moby featuring Q Tip, mm-hmm. and okay. you're just like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? Or you. Yeah, but that was not my question. I know, but those are crazy collabs. Those are crazy Yeah, collabs. but I feel like this is a, a dope collab because they sounded very well together and they fucked up by putting Tiger on the last verse. What if you put, put like out there. Tiger and like Pavarotti? <laughs> Kenny G and Nicki Minaj? Not interested. <laughs> no, not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Another one I wanted to see is uh, an album by, I think I mentioned this last time, uh, an al- a full album by Cardi B and 21 Savage because hmm. I feel like they work well together. And also, I want to hear a whole album by J. Cole okay. and Miguel. That'd be dope. They made They've some, had they so made many some dope bangers. singles, yeah. yeah they made so some I bangers, would love yeah. to hear maybe like a seven or eight track album mm. with them together. Okay. I'm with that. Yep. Or even like, you know how Busta Rhymes uh, did that joint with Chris Brown? Mm. No? Okay. Oh, yeah. I do remember, actually. That'd be kind of cool. Very R and B and very hmm. rhythmic yeah. rap type of yeah. Because I feel like the the especially in the last few months, like all the collabs that I've been hearing mm. have been kind of trash. Gotcha. Um, so I definitely want to see hear some of that. How about Sade and Drake? hundred. That I mean, it would work all day, and they mm-hmm. he knows it would work all day. I don't mm-hmm. think she wants to do it. What has been one of your favorite collabs in recent memory? <sighs> I mean, there is one where it's like you have a. Jay-Z did an official remix for a Sade song, but it's not like a... Uh, Didn't somebody sample Sade's Oh, you know what I really like? Uh, I was actually hooked on this song, and it was actually Migos and Katy Perry called... Um, That's an interesting collab. Bon Appetit. And it was Di- Diplo produced it. Bon Appetit. It's Bon Appetit. And it was like, Bon Appetit, baby. And like, uh, it was just like, mm-hmm. it was like a very 
poppy, but then you had the trap and the dance music. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was cool. I feel like him and Dylan Francis are really two producers that can be very versatile with mm. whoever they work with. They can mesh very, very well. Like Diplo works with artists in the US, K-pop artists. He works with everybody. I feel like he's goals for mm-hmm. like 2000, the 2000s. Like yeah. he's goals as a musician. Musician. Absolutely. Because you're doing like, uh, you're, you're, you're doing Usher. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I'll give you something so to remember. Not sure who else you doing. Uh, he even collaborated collaborated with them bar artists, which yeah. I found crazy. No, he works with a lot of people. I mean, Bad he money. probably he's probably worked with people we're not even Fucking hearing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, constantly busy, constantly doing something, putting out something nice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um. So that's the collabs. Anybody else? Any other collabs that you like? Um, My most recent is Chris, the Chris Brown and Drake song. Yeah, it was dope. That was really dope. I see a lot of uh, enemies in the past, like rap beefs coming together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always dope. Like we go through these um, phases, I guess, where you say like something's in style. So this year is the year of unity, no hatred. Hmm. Like You see a lot more collabs. And I think that's what like the urban market created in general. As much as like hip hop is known for violence and beef, it's also been monumental in uh, bringing things together. And it's like when you think of, I guess it's it's more of a cultivated street band. I'm not fond of Supreme, but like when you think of what Supreme did to really like Louis Vuitton is such like a prestigious name, and like you know who you know you're. You think of Louis Vuitton and it's like, oh, we would never collab with any of you filth type of like, I feel like they have that essence. Mm-hmm. But then like when you see actual collaborations between Su- Supreme and Louis Vuitton that are like selling for crazy amounts and like they, they have all this hype around them. It's the hype beast, man. It opens <laughs> new doors like this cross, this cross brand marketing. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to come out, you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's open for anything. And I think that's the beauty of it. Because where you felt like you might have plateaued with what's been created, now you have like, oh my God, why did Rick Owens just collaborate with Coca-Cola? And you have no clue. Mm. But now like every like soda is like in black and like, I don't know, something weird. You know what I'm saying? Like That would be dope. Yeah, but. Or have a, a YSL uh, campaign with a black Coca-Cola bottle. <laughs> That'd be dope. You know what I'm saying? Like. But like that's what I that's what I love. Like, um, I mean, I'm I'm looking at a collaboration right now that was one of those early phases is Ricardo Tishi and Nike. Hmm. Ricardo Tishi, if you guys don't know, was basically the head designer for Givenchy, and they created. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they created the this chain. dope shoe. It's right there if you want to bring it into the camera. Oh, you want to flex real quick? No, nah, it's not even want to flex. I don't even wear them, but I think it's a really cool design. Like, I grew up on Air Force Ones, right? So, like, you can show in the camera. Yours is usually better. I grew up on Air Force Ones, and, like, the Air Force One High has always been my staple piece through middle school and high school. And what was cool about this is, like, Ricardo Tishi designed this one. This was, like, one of the last real highs that mm-hmm. Air Force made. Like, I think they only do mids and lows now. Mm-hmm. If I'm 
They did that one. Um, I don't even know what they're called. The one that kind of like wrinkled at the top. But it, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, it had like the army green. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those yeah. are dope. Those the S one, S F one. I think it was those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Big fan. Big big fan. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like how the Air Force is creased up in the front. That's another thing. You have to walk thing. like a duck yeah. when you have uh, Air Force ones. But then the thing too, it's like Air Forces were like a lot of sneakers. Like some people ruined it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain people that wear them and you're like, ah, oh, you ruined it for all of us. Like the people that wear um, Air Forces beyond beat up. Yeah. It's like the only sneakers you can wear like that are Converse's. It's interesting because you go to Europe, right? And the Air Max 95 and the Air Force 1 are still staple pieces. So like you'll see people's people in like an Adidas warm up and like if they're into urban culture, they got a pair of Air Forces on or they got a pair like France. Number one is the Air Max 95. 95. Every I French person. Love the 95s. Love Air Max 95s. Like it's like. 90s and the 95s. All hail the Air Max 95. But I've never really gotten into them. I, I can't see on. you in 95s. No. No. Like I barely, I could barely see you in these Arashis. <laughs> I know, but the, you know the funny thing is, is like they're so incredibly comfortable, mm -hmm. and I have to say, like they're on that level of comfort from when I caught the uh, Y three uh, Casas. I can see that it's like a sock, mm -hmm. and I don't like I never leave or come back like oh shit my mm -hmm. legs hurt my back hurts. Mm -hmm. so that's why I like my NMDs the collab they did with uh, Adidas. Uh, yeah, my Adidas NMD. They did a collab with a boutique out in um, is that in Virginia? I think in Amsterdam or something. Oh, like Amsterdam. That. Yeah, they did like this black uh, sock, mm. which is like my most comfortable pair of sneakers ever. Easy to put on, easy to take off, really comfortable. See, everybody went with that whole wave. Like first, it went like Balenciaga went with the sock, right? And but they sell for shoes. like nine hundred. I love those shoes, yeah. but I can't justify paying nine hundred dollars for yeah, yeah. sneakers. I mean, they're they're well made and all that, <clears> but <throat> what I really don't like and I cannot get with the Balenciaga bulky shoes, the uglies. I hate those. The uglies. Girlfriend <laughs> like loves them. Shoes. Dom loves them. Mm -hmm. I hate them. I don't like them. They look. They look like you look like Herman Munster <laughs> walking around. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, that's funny as hell. Yeah, I don't, I don't like them at all. I don't even like the the fila ones. You ever see the fila yeah. platform ones with the jagged bottom? You know, like how like soles? you know how you uh, what are those memes called? Like uh, starter kits, hmm? starter kits, like where you're like, oh, redneck oh, starter yeah, kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh huh. So like that would be like a thoughtless, like a thoughty <laughs> starter kit. Like you got to get those filas. You got to get some like or Asian girl starter kit. <laughs> Asian girl starter kit. You know, you get the uh, the uh, spandex biker shorts, right? You then you get like a strap bag. Oh, you know, the strap, strap bag. The strap bag. Mm -hmm. And then you get some type of rain jacket or long t-shirt that goes over it. Mm. Something that has nothing that. to do with your culture. <laughs> And then you're ready to go. I see that. And then you need the small little neck chain. Something uh -huh. that like Kanye would have. <laughs> Fucking Kanye, man. Uh, let me see where we're at on time. <laughs> oh, we got all the time today. Yeah. Um, speaking of collabs. Yeah. Uh, Cardi B and Jorah. Let's talk about it. Cardi B. Artist. It's been artist, artist of the year. Artist of the past two years. Female. And Jorah, 
is killing every video she puts out. She's she's bringing back the quality and the detail that we had in the 90s back into, you know, late 2000s now. And it's just like, she has an eye, like it's undeniable. This person seems humble as all hell. And ugh, I don't know, the lighting, the cinematography. Mm -hmm. it makes it makes you because i think i don't know if we're around the same age maybe probably both in our 30s probably but damn man it makes you say i gotta go back to the drawing board yeah she's killing it yeah i was watching videos of like behind the scenes stuff and it's just like how meticulous she is about um capturing certain shots mm -hmm. And it's just so dope, like seeing some guy like holding this whole rig with the camera, like stabilizing the camera. And she's like, yeah, yeah, get that shot right there. Get that shot right there. And now he swoops in, swoops back out. And then she's like with this water bottle and like spills something on the table. Just details, details, details. Detail. And such crazy visuals, the coloring, everything. <sighs> and I was noticing so like the lighting of what they have on set. It's like whatever they're doing in post. Mm -hmm. 180 i don't even like the song i love how the second burst starts like she's doing exactly what i feel like we like to do for our clientele mm -hmm. where it's like upping the whole everything for them through the visuals yeah man like she does it ah tastefully i don't know it's just <laughs> exceeds expectation yeah it's like a whole nother thing um because the, the the single will either do well or not do well mm -hmm. and visuals for me kind of step it up a little bit and these visuals make me want to watch it over and over again and for just you guys just, just like listening in for the first it. time we, we we do mention jora a lot of the time mm -hmm. uh she's kind of like um a photographer mm -hmm. that I, we don't even talk about her photography yeah <laughs> no her photography is super dope too yeah but i guess she's a photographer turned <laughs> videographer cinematographer mm -hmm. or director and she's taken on a lot of like hip hop and R and B acts, and has given them this whole new appeal through her visuals. That are, uh, you know, if you, if you watched any of Cardi B's videos, I think starting with her first single, they've been all Jorah's work. Word. Yeah. So shout out to Jorah. She's working with Jersey artists too. That that chick. Uh, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I think it was before she like blew up i think it had to be yeah because i think it was like a year ago maybe a year and a half ago she did that yeah so shout out to jora francis Amazing. i think that's her pretty nice that last uh, how you pronounce herself, her last name she's showing i think herself a little bit more yeah now. very pretty girl very so i have a success story from work all right um well, let me start this thing up before we fuck up again um so for those that don't know I am a behaviorist by day. Okay. I also do a little bit of mentoring, you know. Talk with, to them. Working with the kids in the neighborhoods. Oh, shit. Rough Jay neighborhoods in the community and stuff. That, that care. <laughs> in the communities and shit. You know, just trouble kids. Um, now, just look into the camera and smile real quick. There you go. See? You did it to somebody right there. <laughs> Please help. <laughs> Continue, continue. You probably see my eyes like swollen and shit. That's why I'm touching my eyes. I'm looking right here. You can't see it. It's when <clears> you <throat> okay. think your eyes twitching and you're like, mm -hmm. oh my god, everybody. 
always watch. No, it's not even that. It's just I feel like I don't know if my contact's fucking up. Whatever. Anyway, so my success success story. A success story. <laughs> um, so I work with a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids coming from crazy families. Chase crazy the trick daddy of New Jersey. Crazy. Hey, don't put that on me. <laughs> you don't. Know. You like a pedophile? No. <laughs> Is he? I don't know. I think so. I thought it was just trick leather kids. Yeah, a little too much, I oh, think. Damn. All right, sorry. <laughs> Continue. Uh we could fact check that. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> trick daddy. Don't don't come after me if I'm wrong. Um but anyway, um it's a very stressful job. Um and don't have unfortunately don't have a lot of success stories, but the success stories that I do get make the difficult times disappear worth it yeah so i had an incident last week where i went above and beyond for somebody a 17 year old kid in jersey city um has legal issues on probation stuff like that and you know he has like all these opportunities that like the judge was like oh if you sign up for this this school program i'll drop your charges he's turning 18 soon so I'm assuming those are going to get expunged mm. if he goes to this particular job program. Okay. So I picked him up at 930 in the morning to be there at 10 o'clock. Damn. And I sat through this orientation for two hours with his grandmother there being very annoying. <laughs> and after everything was said and done, he didn't even sign up for the program because the program is two years. Okay. And he has a short way of thinking. He's like, oh, but the summer's around the corner, man. My friends are going to be doing this. I'm like, yo, you finish this program in like a year, year and a half. You come out, you have a job, you're settled, you have your high school diploma, you have all this stuff, and you're worried about the summertime where you don't have a job, don't have money, you're on probation, and that's what you're looking at. But anyway. Again, social media did it. So they want it all quick. Yeah. So... That's what I dealt with in the morning. So then I jumped over to my uh, other youth's house. Um, and this kid I, actually was the first kid I ever worked with two mm. years ago. And he came from a troubled home uh, where mom, I think, has her own mental health issues. Uh, dad skated by, I think, five or six years ago with no explanation where he went. So he was going through it. Uh, so mm. he has anger management issues and... He's been doing a really good job of controlling his anger lately. Um, <clears throat> but uh, when I met him, he wasn't going to school. Um, he wasn't doing his work. He bounced from school to school because of the home situations. And um, did he say finally, he would end up re- rethinking it or it's that's his this is a different person. Oh, okay. follow up. Come on. Follow, bad, follow along. <laughs> So he, he, this one, he's 13 years old. He okay. just turned 14 actually. Gotcha. And, um, a couple of weeks ago, well, mind you, he, he finally settled in Jersey city. He's in a school and he's been going to school consistently missed like seven days altogether this whole year. Mm. Um, which I'm very proud of. And, um, he told me a couple of weeks ago, Oh, graduation was around the corner. I was like, Oh, I forgot that you were in eighth grade. Damn. <laughs> Mind you, I met this kid when he was 12. Jeez. He's now 14. So I've practically seen him grow up. And um, yeah, it's a very interesting age range there. Yeah. So 
like he's mad cool like we're really comfortable and stuff with each other so we talk to each other kind of funny and whatever and i'm comfortable enough to like keep it real with him and a lot of the, our, our our arguments were from me keeping it 100 with him gotcha. and him not being able to process that and you know at the, and at the end of the day he appreciates it at big, least he's told me that he appreciates it big brother vibes yeah so um where was i going with that so a couple of weeks ago he tells me graduations around the corner mm. i don't know if i'm gonna go i'm like bro, <laughs> bro. from where you started to where you're at right now you better go to that thing i always feel like you're doing that hand thing like listen <laughs> no i do a lot of this you know what i'm saying and um you're like you don't really have plan b <laughs> let me tell you about plan a yeah man so this kid i don't know man i was like really proud of him he went to the graduation even though he didn't like have a spot because he didn't show up to any of the practices or whatever so he has a the vice principal takes care of him a lot okay so the vice principal was like yo just sit with the sit with the school band <laughs> And when they call your name, you go up, grab your stuff, and and uh, you're done or whatever. Still gave him a seat. Yeah. So he signed up to one of the better schools. Mm. He got accepted. Hey. You have to apply and get accepted. So now he's going to the better school, signed up to the ROTC program. He's interested in the military. What's, what's, uh, what's the first <laughs> initial on in his name? R. R, congratulations. <laughs> We're proud for, of you. Thank you for protecting his uh, identity. We have to out here. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, and it was so crazy, like seeing his diploma hanging on the wall. Okay, his eighth grade diploma hanging on the wall, and how excited he was, and how accepting he was to the praise, because he wasn't really good at taking compliments and stuff mm. like that. So uh, I made That's sure that good. I showered him with like praises and stuff like that. So I'm gonna be closing out with him soon, because he's heading over to a residential program, so he can get the right treatment. Gotcha, gotcha. Getting out of that toxic environment for him. So amazing. Yeah, man. So it was two years in the making. Uh a lot of bumpy roads. And uh thankfully it turned into a success story. And hopefully he continues being successful or where he's going. And uh he's the only one that I said that you can contact me when you get out. Because <laughs> we've developed that relationship. And they say freedom doesn't exist. <laughs> so um you know, in the in the smoke and in the fog <laughs> that we've had the last two weeks, um, that was a cool experience that I uh, experienced the last two weeks. So that's dope. Um, I guess we could give him an update on the distribution company that we've been waiting on. Uh, I forget where we left off last time, but I think we had told you guys that we were waiting to hear back from them with a contract. Yes. So we're kind of just waiting on that. Uh, they had initially told us two weeks. Uh, we hit the two week mark last week. So we sent a follow up email on Monday and they said that it will be hopefully another week. Yeah. So, um, we will be reviewing that contract hopefully early next week, hopefully by mid next week, the latest. And then we will give you guys either one big announcement where we don't join or we give you one big announcement where we do, where we do. Yeah, man. But either way, it's exciting. The whole process has been really exciting, very nerve-wracking. That's one reason why we haven't been working on music lately. Because mm. uh, we hate to have music and then release it and then have to take it down and put it back up and stuff like that. Another reason is that we want to create more content, yes. visual content, uh, for the songs that we have up. Because we released six songs a couple months ago. And, uh, you know, they're just starting to pick up traction mm. um, because of certain... Uh, campaigns that we've been running and we landed on a couple playlists which have been giving us a lot of plays which we very much appreciate yeah thank you guys 
So um, that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, I don't know if you have any. I have a question gallery. for you. Oh, okay. I have a question for you, right? I've gotten this. I've waited to ask this question too because I'm like. I will not marry you. No, no, no. We weren't even going there. <laughs> oh, no? Why not? Uh, see how I flipped it on you? So, basically, I've gotten it multiple times from different people. And I don't know if I'm just delusional or because I don't see it. Probably. People are like, you should be a comedian. You? Me. Like a stand-up comedian? Like a stand-up comedian. Hmm. That's like an art in its That's in what its I'm own. saying. Like, I don't feel like there's certain places like I'll step into videography, I'll step into photography, I'll be a musician, I'll wear a lot of hats. I'll even be a chef if I wanted to, because yeah. like I would probably go more into depth with that. But I feel like uh, the comedian type of thing is like an art. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm like, I don't see it within myself. I don't see like what I could have that's that funny. Hmm. Like if you I, know I, me, if we have this like personal thing, like maybe uh -huh. you think like I think we're both funny people. Uh huh. But I think we would suck as stand up comedians. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I think if we like sat together and like wrote jokes with each other, yeah, I think it would be cool. But that, like I said, it's like a different art in its own. Like I follow this one comedian, Andrew Schultz. He um he has this series on YouTube where he sits down with a bunch of his comedian friends, mm -hmm. and they each bring like this very racy joke okay and they try to make it work okay where you don't get canceled basically oh interesting. so they'll bring like racist jokes or like sexist jokes and try to make it work so it's it's interesting to see them bounce ideas off of each other of how they construct this particular joke that's and funny. how to make it work where they don't get killed by the audience basically that's interesting so i thought that was pretty dope and just hearing them construct these very elaborate stories mm -hmm. And how they develop them from show to show. Yeah. I find it very, very interesting. And I just feel like something like that, I don't think I have the talent for. Because laughter is like, <laughs> to me, like, it's one of the best medicines. Yeah. And I love when I'm not even trying, but I make somebody laugh. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a great feeling. Right. It's a great feeling. But like, mm -hmm. I, people like pushing it were like, I, it's not like i don't know like i feel like i'm i'm decent at making people laugh but i mm -hmm. couldn't see myself as an organized mm -hmm. joker like you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i think we would be good making like little skits maybe for like youtube and stuff that could work that could work yeah, yeah. but sitting there and like constructing 45 minutes to an hour of like comedic material it's crazy now another thing mm -hmm. somebody made me do this the other week and you know, you know the whole thing about the Florida man. <laughs> that was me that told you that. Yeah, that was you. Now I want <laughs> they you to type in Florida man and then your uh, birthday. Then your birthday. I yeah. want to see. You're gonna let everybody know. Mine. Yep. Okay. Mine was pretty funny. I think. Mine was horrible. So for anybody that doesn't know, there was this thing going around. I think on Twitter, um, and then it jumped over to Instagram, where if you type in on Google Florida man, I think they called it the Florida man challenge. Florida man, and then type in your birthday. So I'll type in Florida man, January 31st. And you got to read the first uh, headline that pops up. All right. So Jay, so, if Jay was a Florida man, <laughs> this is what he would commit to. <laughs> so Palm Beach Daily News states, this is an article written by Laura Jasmine Tolliver. Shout out to you, girl. 
uh get that check did quote-unquote florida man dig an underground tunnel in attempt to rob a bank all right yours isn't that bad yeah it's not it's kind of boring now that i look back at it you ready for mine Mm -hmm. Mm. oh i got a better one okay the article right after that one goes florida man arrested for pretending to be a ghost all right see that (laughs) it's a little better let's just read a bunch of these you ready go Florida man records himself performing sex acts on his dog. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, I mean, that's the only one that comes up on my old damn Florida, Florida girl, 14, makes like a Florida man. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Oh, it gets worse. Uh-huh. You ready? Go. <sighs> Florida man throws a burrito in a woman's face, deputies say. <laughs> Can you imagine being that deputy at the at the uh, news conference? He's like, oh, what was he arrested for? For throwing a burrito at a woman's face. Because you either the, you're either Florida man and throws a burrito in a woman's face, or you're Florida man accused of impregnating a 12-year-old. Oh, my God. That got very dark. It got very dark. Wide neck man known for viral mugshots is arrested again in Florida. My God, Jesus! <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. Why neck man can't catch a break? <laughs> you know what's weird? I went to a Whole Foods the other week, and it was in Paramus, and like the guy was parked sideways, and he was almost taking up two spots. And I looked at the license plates in Florida. <laughs> oh my God! I was like, we got to get the hell out of here. Oh man! Oh my God! Florida man spent forty-one days in jail for heroin, but. It was actually detergent. <laughs> <laughs> I like the suspense in there. <laughs> oh my Florida God. man killed parents' brother over 200,000 sent to porn site. Do you, what? Do you know your... Uh, we can go off a sibling, significant other, or uh, family member, and then you look up their... Birthdays? Birthday. Real quick to see what All they're right. capable of. Let's do Amy's July 28th. Florida man, July 28th. Florida man makes beer run with gator in hand. That's a very Florida thing to do. <laughs> you go. You got one? Uh, who should I put in? Florida man arrested after chasing people with alligators. You choose somebody for me. Stu Dom. Stu Dom? There we go. If you remember her birthday. Oh, do Peer I. pressure. <gasps> Florida man walks into convenience store on a beer run with... Al- Why is there so many alligator stories on July 28th? I don't even know. Florida man arrested after shooting gun through sunroof on bridge. What? I wonder, is there a thing as Florida women? It's like also like Walmarts down south. Are Florida man place. wanted to prove independence to mom, so he tried to rob a gas station. <laughs> It's a very independent act. Let's see if there's another one. Florida man arrested for fried chicken attack on his girlfriend. Jesus. And here's another gator story. Florida man casually brings alligator along with him on beer. Oh, that's the same guy. <laughs> oh, Florida, same guy. Florida man smashes through women's restrooms, steals money and cigarettes. Okay. That you know who Florida? You know which? You know who's like King Florida man? <laughs> who's that? The guy who started face eating people. 
Oh, the running around naked. The bath salt guy. Bath salt. Hey. He's Florida man number one. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's it. There's no more funny ones on here. They keep talking about the gator, the beer run gator guy. Oh my god. So, okay. I guess that wraps up that part. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed the stupid Florida man challenge. Yeah. Do it yourselves and uh, leave it in the comments. See which ones are funny. Between sex appeal, Florida man, and what else do we talk about? I don't even know. Collaborations. Collaborations. <laughs> We're on a goddamn roll. <laughs> Any gallery artists? Um. Oh, you know what I really want to put in as a gallery artist? Dale. Um, it's not anybody that I know, but it's pretty interesting because on um. I I ended up watching Pose FX on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Because our friend B Hawk is in that show a lot, mm-hmm. so he's like, I want him to be a character. I wish they would expand on his character because maybe they will. His character shows up and shows out on many occasions, like killing it. In Pose FX is about um, basically gay and trans people during the eighties who used to uh, go to ballrooms, which. Um, if you guys are familiar, it's kind of like part of the culture where they had like contests to see who could pull off certain uh, categories, whether it was like femme or vogue or all these things. So like it's based on the harsh reality of what people were going through uh, during those times, plus how they would succeed. Mm hmm. So it has to do with like how AIDS came around, the epidemic, how, you know, people dealing with HIV and all this, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those characters on the show are portraying real people from the past mm-hmm. and or I think the director expanded on the people's real lives because mm. they're either, yeah, they're, I mean, they are who they are, um, but some of the actors are trans. And like, you know, they're keeping very true to the story. So um, there's one um, girl, her name is Angel. And like her story is about how she's like, she has to be a hooker, but she's like very supported, but she has a beautiful face. So she ends up being a model. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing for her in real life. Like she's one of the first for this era is like big models that like, um, you know, Mm-hmm. kind of like grace calvin klein ads and louis vuitton ads so i'm thinking like i guess the cast is very very talented i think they're all great actors and actresses and um i think whatever they're doing in real life should be applauded because one it's breaking a lot of stigmas two it's introducing people to the culture and three um just doing it in a way where you're like wow this is like so much compassion i think i think if there's one thing that the lbgtq community has taught anybody is that like self-love and like appreciating who you are it's like or appreciating others just showing love is like the biggest thing and like since it's pride month i thought to incorporate that as well because it's like the first time where we're going through different towns going through the city and like it's not being spat on it's like being celebrated Hmm. and for that community that's a big thing 
so yeah why'd you gotta stop when i take a sip of my water because i was like you're about to say something awkward. i was just looking no i wasn't oh, okay. i was just waiting for you to finish yeah get i think off. um get that off sis yeah man <laughs> um i think it, it's just super super dope um it's a dope show netflix should pay you because you've been preaching that thing for the, like the last three episodes <laughs> what pose yeah I've mentioned it at least once in the last three episodes. Really? I think it, it's just like a dope show. Like I, I couldn't finish it because I guess I, like there's other seasons, but it, some shows are just so well made, and like you start feeling the characters and like you're like, oh my god, like I hope that person doesn't <laughs> die or like is mm-hmm. that person still alive in real life? Mm-hmm. And like they really do that to you. So yeah, man. Speaking of Netflix, I finished the uh, well, I haven't finished yet, but I started the When They See Us the the one that's everybody was talking about the one with the central park five kids yeah yeah i didn't get to watch that yet yeah i'm like halfway through and i love what they're doing with it um because the first two episodes kind of explain to you what happened and how they got convicted and all that stuff and just like the whole judicial process and how corrupt and how stupid the system is no it's crazy and then the last two episodes i've only seen the third episode and i still have the fourth one to watch um how i thought it was like one big film well it kind of is if you like put it all together because it's like a total of maybe like four hours of footage of uh material and uh the last the last two episodes follow the guys after they had gotten released and how difficult it is for them to um get back to a normal life after what happened to them no, it's, um, it's, it's incredibly hard yeah one so. catching up with everything two making a life from you mm-hmm. couldn't have all that time to build it mm-hmm. and that that goes back to my like conspiracy theory from last episode or the episode before yeah where it's like the judicial yeah uh, judicial the judicial system is very flawed and needs to be worked on excessively because it's like somebody goes to jail for something that they did or did not do in this case um and then they come out and they have such a difficult time um getting back to a normal life so they can't get a job so they can't get money Mm -hmm. they can't pay for rent they can't do anything basic necessities i think there's a lot of things like that in our society that are flawed mm -hmm. because they no longer work for our times Mm -hmm. if you really think about it oh my god i'm gonna get a lot of hatred for this but if you are religious you're your bibles your holy qurans anything that you guys follow should be rewritten by somebody that you all vote to be the new like director the constitution should be rewritten Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that need to be rewritten because it's Mm -hmm. like if you're going to have faith or praise or certain things it's like even marriage people got to realize like there's got to be new standards and stuff like with marriage because we live in different times hmm. like a lot of the bases are great and concrete but you know what i'm saying What's that have to do with the judicial system <laughs> because it's the same thing it's it's still going off of a basis of like if you look at the constitution the judicial system's going off of like certain rules and certain things like things are written so like it's even for slaves if you really want to get into it it's like a lot of people like the judicial system that also works with police and everything else it all comes from an era back in the day Mm -hmm. so anyway what i was trying to explain (laughs) was when people get out of prison they don't 
have a way or a system in which they can um, kind of transition back to a normal life. Mm-hmm. So nine times out of 10, what they'll do is they resort back to criminal behavior, which lands them back in prison and just that vicious cycle of funding prisons and because uh, even though it's a mix of people keeping the colored people down that's what i'm saying they're trying to keep a majority down and mm-hmm. it goes back it's rooted in the <clears throat> system yep so, so if the system was created by people that want to keep people down you got to change the rules you got to change the laws mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people are trying to do now but look at all the chaos mm-hmm. you're you're gonna have a revolution you're gonna have a civil war mm-hmm. civil wars are the only way that honestly that you break in you create the new establishment mm-hmm. I mean, I feel the best way to go about that, and I don't know if any programs like this exist, but maybe some kind of like uh, work program in the prison system that Mm -hmm. if you, I guess, put certain prisoners through a kind of like a screening process, it's like, okay, this guy's taking it serious and kind of just like put him through a work where they would learn a trade or learn to go or finish school or something along those lines so that when they uh come out they'll go to this particular spot that hires people like them ex-felons and um kind of helps them get their life restarted i think the worst is like being committed for something that people won't take seriously like it's like thing about like weed it's like marijuana people have literally lost portions of their life because it's be it's been criminalized. Mm-hmm. So did it decriminalize it because you feel like uh, it's not that bad anymore? It's popular now. Mm-hmm. That to me is the most insensitive, unfair, unjust thing that could ever happen. That now everything is just taken away from you. Your record is clean and this and that. But people have been locked up mm-hmm. over a plant. Yeah, just that's, because that's kind of how the, there is, was though. rules, there was mm-hmm. rules. So like, if you wanted to push that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, when you can push alcohol because somebody can make money off of it in our capitalistic society, just because you can make money off of it, but it kills people, it's all right. Yeah, but I mean, unfortunately, that's just yeah. But think about it, like how it is on an extreme level, right? Say you got caught in a big deal where you wherever you were selling or you were the head guy and you had bags and bags and bags and tons and tons of marijuana as a as the head drug dealer then you got like 10 years or five years for this shit and now out of nowhere they're like oh now it's fine to do it and you lost five years of your life you your whole life is messed up like your daughter's grown up your kids this and that mm-hmm. you think that's fair oh but what are you gonna do it sucks <laughs> It was already legal. What if they legalize heroin one day? <laughs> then what? I heard like even New York's considering to legalize some form of prostitution, mm-hmm. which is already there. I heard they were doing that. So um, let me see. I think we a few more minutes so we can wrap up. Yeah, we got ten minutes. So um, yeah, I think they're legalizing some kind of like sex worker thing, but I don't know how far. They're going with that. It uh, all started with, uh, you know, the sex appeal conversation. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, do you, boo-boo. <laughs> do See you. how it went, like, full circle? <laughs> Whatever gets you off, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I hate to end on a somber note, but it's just like, 
uh, the prison system needs work. It needs work, man. Agreed. I listen to my uh, murder podcast and I listen to a lot of stories where there's like a lot of false accusations and people going to prison for stupid things or people, you know, just the way certain cases are handled just to handle them. And it's just like, it's, it's annoying. Yeah. And it would suck to fall into like the, the worst bad luck kind of like that, you know? No, so definitely agree. But, uh, I don't have any particular artists, but, okay. uh, definitely check that out and definitely check out the new episodes of black mirror. If you haven't already, uh, I wouldn't say these three episodes are the best, um, to kind of embody the rest of the uh, series because hmm. uh, the, the rest of the series are very thought-provoking. These were kind of pretty straightforward. The first two episodes I enjoyed very much and the hmm. third one was eh. That's the one with Miley Cyrus. Uh, but the first two concepts were pretty dope. Uh, the second one I find very interesting because uh, there was a crazy build-up hmm. uh, the whole time. It's like there was like this build-up to this climax and then when it climaxes it was pretty it was very satisfying i think interesting and then the first one just that was a crazy crazy dope concept where um anthony mackie and his good friend uh started playing like this crazy uh video game mm -hmm. where it's like uh, a step further from like the vr stuff where it's like they put i saw that one they'll put a chip yeah, right they put here a chip, yeah. yeah so they'll put the chip right here and they kind of go into the video game and they control but their, see like i was watching characters. these episodes and like for some reason that show would spike my anxiety mm -hmm. i think that's what it's it's um supposed to do yeah i mean they but, do uh, a great job like if you can invoke that type of emotion then mm -hmm. sick so yeah man so that's pretty much what i've been watching lately uh i did watch the new annabelle movie which was pretty dope if you're following that series this is uh one of the good ones um speaking of black mirror I, on a couple of uh i forget where i listened to this on one of the podcasts that i listened to but uh do you know what they're referring to when they're talking about black mirror yes how uh when you shut your phone off and then you like look into the cell phone like you all you see is yourself mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of creepy yeah very kind of like right there mm -hmm. right now or right there right there <laughs> so uh i think we're good right yeah yeah man so that was another episode for you guys episode 18 of the terrible reception podcast once again like subscribe turn on the bell notifications on youtube tell a friend to tell a friend we will not get anywhere if you guys don't tell anybody um spotify make sure you follow us on spotify uh turn on the notification on there so you can get a notification every time an episode pops up and uh apple podcast as well like leave a review uh once again if you like and leave a review it makes us look better uh so when people search us they'll see the ratings and stuff like that and they'll be more inclined to listen to the episodes tune in next and, week where uh, we discuss yeah. is russ the son of mark anthony russ he kind of looks like mark anthony now that i think about it it's like mark anthony i feel like that's what julius caesar looked like when he was younger probably uh, him and his uh, t-rex arms <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god we're going to hell <laughs> all right guys with that said let's hit him with the, the intro, intro with, with the, the outro, outro. <sighs>